Welcome back to the Grit Show. I'm your host Daniel Sun, and uh, DJ Lloyd is not with us today, so we don't know uh, what happened to him. I hope everything's okay. I've tried texting him for the past couple hours and haven't got a reply. Um, I'm hoping everything works out. Everything's okay on his end. Uh, we know for a fact that he's in England, so we know you know they're going on lockdown for the next month or so, and. You know, we hope everything works out with him. Uh, today, I'm joined by a friend of mine. Uh, we've had him at a, as a guest on the show. Um, I'm going to have him as a co-host today to fill in for Lloyd. and uh, None other than the Lucky Devil King. How you doing, man? Hello. Hello, everybody. And I'm doing perfectly well. How are you doing today, Daniel? Besides good. missing your co-host. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good. I appreciate you coming in on a whim, dude. Just... You know, just out of the blue, oh, this happened. I needed a co-host. You know, I appreciate you doing oh, that. Oh, not at all. Not at all. If I'm free, I'll help you out any way I can, brother. Cool, 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 cool. I appreciate it, dude. All right, so we got a few topics today. Um, all right. Today, we're going to talk about uh, the PS Plus games that are coming out for November. Uh, we're also oh, going to that. talk about the Cyberpunk 2077 delay. Did get delayed again. Again, um, again. Yeah. Then we're going to talk about Netflix announces a live action Assassin's Creed series. So. I've heard of it, and I don't think my thoughts are too popular on the subject. <laughs> I mean, they did, uh, they did well on Witcher, but and I'm kind of. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. So. All right, let's yeah. get right into it. Let's start with the PlayStation Plus games for November. Uh, the PlayStation right. Plus games for November are Hollow Knight Void Heart. I don't think I've ever heard of this game. It is a, if I remember correctly, it's kind of like a 2D side-scroller game, which oh, is okay. really, really popular. It's really, really popular. I don't know much about it, but I do know some forms of how the gameplay works. It's about like... um. 2D side-scroller, your kind of sick beat-em-up game with puzzles involved. Oh, okay. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So that's something to look forward to, guys. Uh, the next one is Middle-Earth Shadow of War. So oh. I know what that one is. So that one's going to be oh. the second one. <laughs> um, oh, that one's going to be the one most downloaded in my category. Probably. You might be right. A lot of people know what that one is. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, these games... Oh, wait, there's one more. This one's kind of a... This one kind of blasted me. I was like, what? So, also another game that will be free for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 5 only. It will not be free for PS4. Um, okay. Is a game called Bug Snacks. Apparently, this what? is a PS5 game coming out. Bug Snacks. B-U-G-S-N-A-X. So, Bug Snacks is a story-based puzzle game featuring a wide variety of interesting creatures called Bug Snacks. Since its reveal this past summer, Bug Snacks has been one of the most talked-about holiday games due to its quirky premise and sheer of abundance of charm. So, it's basically just a puzzle game, and it's going to be free for the PlayStation 5, but it's not coming out until the PlayStation 5 is released, which is November 13th, I believe. November 12th, I can't remember. Uh, it's one of the teen days in November is when the PlayStation 5 comes out. 
uh, this game will be the the featured PlayStation Plus game when it comes out. So, huh? It'll be available on PlayStation Four when the PlayStation Five releases. But like I said, it's not going to be free. It's going to be one of those games where you have to pay for it. And I don't know how much it is. I didn't see anywhere how much it was going to be. So, words: If you want the game for free, you better jump on it now. <laughs> for the PS Five, if yeah, you want it for the PS Five, yeah, you better jump on it now because at some point it is going to cost money. Well, it's going to cost money when it first comes out for PS4. Yeah. Well, but I'm talking about, you know... Right. I, for PS5, yeah. if you want it free, jump on it now. Because now's yeah. a good time. And it, now's I, a good time, because, because after November, it is going to cost money. Yeah. I mean, it could be a good game. Like, it could be a good feature game to come out for the PS5. I mean, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Like I said, it's a puzzle also, game. So. Also sounds like they're trying to... Aim for their younger, younger audience here. Yeah, could be. It could be a thing. Definitely. So, moving on. Let's go to Cyberpunk 2077 delay. Have you heard about this? Uh, I've heard bits and pieces, and a lot of people are starting to panic and wonder if it's going to be about, like, the Red Dead 2 delays that kept happening. Yeah. <laughs> So, Project Red, there's a letter on Facebook, actually, about it. Uh, Project Red says the biggest challenge is shipping a game for a current gen, next gen, and PC at the same time. So, this means they have to prepare nine different versions of the game. All of which which they are doing from home due to to COVID-19. So that explains a lot. The fact, you know, they're having to do all of this, you know, and prepared nine different versions of the game. They're doing all this from their home. And they, it makes a lot of to. sense. So yeah. why they're delaying it. I mean, they want it to yeah. be good. You know, COVID struck yeah. and hit everybody hard. Nobody expect COVID to be the way it is. And that put a lot I mean, of people co- working from home. Yeah, I mean that put co- uh, that put a lot of movies that everybody was looking forward to also behind the scenes. But yes. I understand this. I understand this delay because of COVID nineteen. Because what a lot of people need to understand is not only are they preparing this game to do it nine different ways. That means recoding, uncoding, recoding, uncoding, recoding, <laughs> just yep. to get those nine different versions. Yeah, and a single line of code can take about an hour two hours worth of work could very possible but so this go ahead no go ahead. Right, go ahead this what uh this also people also have to realize there are going to be things inside the game that are going to probably be limited to only that pacific console because and that's a whole nother beast in itself right absolutely nobody realizes that how much goes into making a game uh the one thing he said too once the game goes gold uh, it means, you know, that it's ready to be released. You know, it's got all its stuff in it. It's got the DLC. It's got all its content and everything. But that doesn't necessarily mean the game is done. Um, from no. that point on, once it goes gold before until it's released, like before it goes gold until it's released, they're still doing fi- fixes to it. They're trying to make the better quality yeah. of the game they can. And exactly. once it's go, once I say it goes, it's going gold. It's gold now, which means it's open to be released. But the thing is, is at that point, really, 
they're just fine tuning stuff to make everything work like clockwork. So I mean, you can't expect them to come out once they say the game's uh, going gold. Yeah, I I I I want to take shots at the dark here. I want to take shots. Uh, a lot of game developers can really learn from these guys. Yeah, like fine tune. Like I I don't mean to sound savage or anything, but please fine tune the game before it comes out. At least the base game. Yeah. <laughs> Fine-tune the base game. That's the thing, too, is, like, you don't want a game to come out and the day it comes out have to do a hot fix to it. You don't want to do that. Because then that ruins everybody's expectations for the game. So you can't, you really can't do Uh, that. uh, Looking at you, uh, uh, certain Assassin's Creed that I will not name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Most of them? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> most assassin's creeds <laughs> look so. looking at uh unnamed uh, gaming company uh, anyway <laughs> <laughs> we won't speak of this <laughs> we won't speak of this <laughs> but no that i mean that's basically it you know you you gotta expect this kind of stuff um you know yeah is what it is though i mean i'd rather um delay and see that gets into this too to be honest, this doesn't really frustrate me, and for two reasons. They've already delayed this title, this game, numerous times. So, I mean, you know, who knows? They might do it again. There's no telling. Yeah. And number two, yeah. this just gives them more time to make the game better than what it already is. Exactly. And this also kind of throws in the light of a subject of the Genshin Impact big update delay. And the reason they did that for is pretty much the same reason these guys are delaying the... Cyberpunk 2020. I had to. I had to. Think 2077. Yeah. Yeah. 20 is because they are fine tuning it. Yeah. They're, they want their base game to be leveled before they even add an add-on. Right. Which is that to me just shows the characteristics of a game developers that actually care. Yeah. Absolutely. That You're actually. Right. That actually care about. the content they're putting out but more or less they care about their game their player base mm-hmm. and their happiness yep that's good and any game developer that looks out for the consumer is always a good developer exactly. um, always i mean you're you know you're making a game for the consumer you're not making a game for you i mean yeah you're going to play it but you're one person you know your consumers are the ones who are going to benefit from it the most i feel like um exactly but you never know. Who knows? So they've been doing this from home, so I can understand that, you know, and their delays and everything like that. That's normal, I feel like. Well, not yeah. normal because the pandemic's not normal. We get that. But Yeah. I the guess, delays are like to said. be expected. Yeah, especially this year. I, I feel like any game yeah. this year is going to be delayed a good bit. Or has been delayed because I think Far Cry 6 got delayed too. So, uh, yes, it did actually. I don't know uh, how far, but I don't think it's more than like they just pushed it back to the holiday season. I could be wrong. I could be very, very wrong on that. That, but it's for the same reason is they're having they're finding new stuff that's wrong, and they're having to work from home. Right, and most game development companies are working from home. And that's, you know, which and is to be expected. But. Yeah, and from the, uh, even the people that made Assassin's Creed Valhalla is working from home. And look at the game they put out. That game is beautiful. Well, it's not out yet. 
right? No, it well, I'm talking about from out. the tra- I'm oh, talking the about trailer. Trailers. Yeah, yeah, the trailers. Yeah, do the look game, good. Yeah, the trailers look good. So we, we we can't we can't judge them just because they're uh, made a delay because they're working from home. Yeah. This is them putting love and tenderness into the game. Yeah. Okay. So let's wrap it up with this. Uh, the game has been delayed 21 days, which pushes the date to December 10th. So it's not really that big of a pushback, but you know, it's still enough to notice and be like, "Hey, why? You know, what happened? That kind of thing." You know. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> At least it isn't like Red Dead Redemption 2, where it went from spring to summer to fall to spring nope. of next year. No, it went from it went from spring to fall, and then from fall to winter to winter to summer of the next year. Yeah. And yeah, that was that was just ugly. And I was so mad about that. And then, you know, who knows? Yeah. But who knows? we're going to jump off on a tangent. Speaking of Red Dead, I've been playing Red Dead a lot lately. Um, uh, yes. Yes, you have. And I've been playing a lot of Red Dead 2 online. Um, I just kind of got back into it. You know what I'm saying? And I've changed a lot to it. Um you played it when the online first came out, right? And me and you both did, and we didn't like it at all. Like, no, we were both kind of like, eh. Yeah, because I, I want to make a bold statement, and I'm probably going to get crucified by both communities. It felt like Old West GTA. That's what it felt like. It felt skinned, right? It felt like a yep. skinned GTA. It's exactly what yep. it felt like. Yeah, so, it felt like a skinned GTA. So now... You know, I jumped back on it, and I, I was telling you about this, and I, I jumped back on it, I started playing, and started on my new account, you know, just started from square one, and started hunting and all yeah. this, and now they have a moonshiner role, they have a bounty hunter role, they have a collector's role, and they also have a trader's role. So they have four different roles right now. Um... The one I've been sticking most time into, and I've already maxed out in level, which I just did today, by the way. Um, nice. Moonshiner. Probably the best moneymaker in the game. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> it's so Fair. good. I mean, the thing is, is you know, you, you start out doing the Moonshiner, you, you know, it has its own story. It has its own storyline. And eventually... As you level up your moonshiner, you up you can upgrade the mash, which is like your condenser. So you can upgrade it to like a higher power moonshine. You know, at first wow. you start doing it and you're hitting the low grade mash. You're not making wow. any money. You're basically losing 20 bucks every time you make moonshine. So you pay wow. $60 roughly for the mash, but then you only sell it for like 40 bucks. So you're losing $20 every time you make a batch. But as you go up and you start, but that's, wait, let me rephrase this. Because when you do the mash and you sell the normal moonshine with like no flavoring, you're losing 20 bucks every time. But if you add some flavor to it, it jumps the price about $5 more than the mash. So I'm not going to say there's no profit there, but there is a profit there, but it's just very minimal. So the thing is, is like as you upgrade the condenser and stuff like that to get the higher grade mash, like once you get the middle grade mash, 
and the higher grade mash, that's when you can really start making your money because the mash um, prices don't change. So low grade, middle grade, high grade, all the same price. But the higher the grade, the more money you make selling it. So I've been making the higher grade for about a week now. And let me tell you, you pay $50 for the mash itself, right? You can turn around and sell this for $284. So you're basically quadrupling your profit. Like Yeah, you're making a profit about 130 30 per batch. No, two. 230 230 okay. Yeah, yeah. so it's yeah, pretty big. It's yeah, I don't know where I got 150 from. My bad. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's no biggie. Um, but yeah, you're basically, you know, almost quadrupling your profit. And see, that's the thing is you can take the $50 away from it and you're still making $230 out of it. Still a good profit. Yeah. It's a great profit. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And not only that, the trader is a good one too. Like I've been working a little bit on the trader. Um, oh, I'm, you, I forgot to mention a role, the naturalist role, but I was about to say. Yeah, I was about to say, wasn't there a hunter role? <laughs> well, the trader basically is a hunter role. So, like, the trader, you have your camp, and you, you're you basically hunting all these carcasses, and you take these carcasses to the trader in your camp, or the butcher table in your camp. Once you do that, he makes them into, like, supplies or items or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he he makes them and then you sell them well that's where your money comes in but the thing is is you have to wait and you have to do all that work to do it to to get them to him you have to hunt all those carcasses everything like that you have to get it to him and then you have to wait for him to make them and then you go out and ship it out and then you might at some point you might have to do a supply run to go steal supplies or you can go and order supplies so it it's different, you know. It, it all depends on how you want to go for it. Right. And but the moonshiner, it's easier. And the reason I say it's easier is because you can go make the mash, right? You don't need supplies. You just need money to make the mash. That's it. So you just go right. and make the mash, right? Leave it alone mm-hmm. for about forty-eight minutes. Gives him time. It gives him time to make the moonshine. Once he makes the moonshine, it gives you a notification. You go pick it up and sell it. That easy. And see what I'm sitting here thinking is, you can really what go, it sounds like goes hand in hand is the trader and the moonshine. Because it can. Why? Yeah. Why you're sitting there doing the moonshine and it's distilling and doing all its properties and stuff. I mean what? Uh, it can, you can be off hunting the carcasses and hunting the animals you need for your trader camp. Yeah. And that's what I was doing for the longest time. And now I'm not doing that. The only reason I'm not doing that is because I make more money at a time doing the moonshine runs. Yeah. And... I might be able to run two batches of moonshine. At this point, I don't know yet. I'll have to double check. Um, I, right now, just because I'm using the higher grade mash, so I yeah. might be able to run two moonshine runs before I even fill up my trader. Ooh. So that's 284. So that's 660 something dollars. Right. Just two runs of moonshine. <laughs> 
And yeah. but don't get me wrong, the trader's good. I like the trader, and you know, and it's pretty good. And once you level it up to level ten, you get a hunting wagon or a hunter. No, hunting wagon. They're two different things. So you get a hunting wagon, and you can throw five carcasses on the wagon while you're hunting. Ooh. So you can get five perfect carcasses and throw them in the back of the wagon and take them to the trader. And eventually that's uh, just going to shoot it up even faster. Yeah. Well, I'll say that's what I was about to say is the moonshiner uh, trader. If you probably, if you probably level up your trader to max level, like you got your moonshiner, I bet you 10 bucks. It, it'll be just as profitable as your moonshiner. It'll You're probably just, right. It's just, it's just probably going to be a longer process where it isn't just, you know, you walk to the moonshot or press the, for money. You actually have to go out and hunt. But when you get whatever it may be, maybe a bigger wagon, maybe it's you can. something bigger. Yeah, I just bought the biggest wagon, which once you fill up the trader, he fills up. There's two, there's three different wagons. So he fills up 25 goods. That's as many as you can sell at one time as 25 with the base wagon. And then for the second wagon, you can only sell 50 at a time right. and then the the max wagon you can sell all of them so you can sell 100 goods right. but it's, the thing is is you can keep throwing carcasses in there and you can make more than what you can sell so like if you for instance if you buy or if you get carcasses enough and you make 25 goods right right you can keep going if you're on the lower wagon, you can keep going and keep making past that. You ch- you choose to sell it. It's, you say, it's like it's a, it's like a store. Uh, it's about a, like a store method. You got to get into the store mindset. You overhunt. I, I know that sounds bad. Inventory. People, but, uh, inventory. Yeah, inventory. Yeah. You keep up your inventory because the more you have in that inventory, the more you can pump out within a blink of an eye. Right. Exactly. And that's essentially what they want you to do. And like I said, I just bought the the bigger wagon so I can sell like all the goods that are in there at once. And I did it for that reason. Um, right. But I haven't made a run with it yet because I'm working on my naturalist. Moonshine. No, oh, my naturalist. naturalist. So I'm doing okay. moonshine and naturalist right now. Uh, right. Naturalist, the naturalist is the one who goes out and basically looks for the legendary animals. But there's a catch. With the naturalist, there's also a counterpart, which is the hunter. So there's a naturalist, and she's like all for like animal rights and stuff like this. So all you're having, what you're having to do is you hunt these animals, and then you have to get samples of them to give to her. And that's how you get your naturalist rank up. Well, she gives you a legendary map, like a legendary animal map. Shows you where all the legendary animals are, all that. Eventually, when you hit naturalist rank five, it opens her missions to where you can start, you know, doing the legendary animals and stuff like that. Now, here's the thing. When you start doing these missions, you have a choice. Either sample the legendary animal or kill it. Once you kill it, you can't sample it. Mm, so it's a morality choice type thing right but the thing is is if you sample it if you sample it you can go back and do the same mission again and kill it if you wanted to 
So you can rank up both at the same time. Okay. No, no, no. The naturalist is like the same thing as the counterpart. Because there's a hunter guy that you can go to and you get the legendary clothes, basically. Oh. Yeah, okay. it's a different dude. And they're at each other. That's the thing. Is both of them are at each other. They hate each other. Ah, uh, yeah, I get it. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting how so, they did it. It's really cool. So I have to ask a question. Have you touched the bounty hunter at all? Because I've heard people raving about the bounty hunter. Not not in a bad way, just like it's one of the most funnest things that it. I've, I, I've dabbled. Um, I just bought it. I just got the bounty hunter two days ago. So I haven't really put too right. much time into it. I've been trying to worry about these legendary animals because, you know me, fashion souls, baby. You got to look good. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, exactly. So I'm trying to get Everybody my clothes does. looking good. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. Um, but uh, the way I understand Bounty Hunter, it's about like Red Dead Redemption 1 multiplayer where you have the special places that are strongholds. Yes. It's kind of like that. So you go up to the bounty board and you pick a bounty. Like, there might be three bounties there, okay? Uh-huh. You can pick which one you want to get, and each one pays differently. Right. And you have the choice to get them dead or alive, but you get more money if they're alive. So, kind of like the original Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, yeah. Basically. And with the, with the bounty hunter, it gets a hunting or a hunter wagon to where if you want to go and take out a clan or go and get a clan, it's this mm-hmm. big, like, prison wagon, almost. And oh, you so you can put throw them in them the back. Ah. Yeah. So you can have, like, I think up to 10. You could carry up to 10 people in it. Maybe more. I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't dug too far into it. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think we found what Lucky Devil King's confession is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the thing. Is you can see- do them all. That's the great yeah. thing about it, you know? Yeah, you don't have to choose one, and you're stuck with that one, which is unfortunately what a lot of games went with, and it sucks. Yeah, you're... yeah, yeah. Mistakenly went with, but yeah, because it, it, once once you max out that, you can't go do the other ones. It kind of sucks. Yeah, absolutely, it does. And I mean, the thing too, you know, I, I bought the bounty hunter, but I haven't really touched it yet, and. I just bought, literally like two hours ago, I just bought the collector roll. And this one, you're supposed to be able to go around and find like little collectibles, like earrings and cards and watches and stuff like that. Yeah. And I haven't really messed with it yet. Oh, I haven't bought it yet. That's why I haven't messed with it yet. Because you need 10 gold bars to get it. And I only have seven. And... You need gold bars to buy any of these rolls, by the way. And okay. the and I think, if I'm not mistaken, the bounty hunter roll, you can get pieces of gold bars better. Like that's the easier one to get gold bar like pieces from. Yeah. But all well, the other well, ones, I don't think they do gold bars as much, but Yeah, see what I was about to say is well, see, it would make sense the Bounty Hunter does is because risk and reward, that risk and reward type situation is there. Right. Uh, you're, going in, you're going in against these clan, uh, uh, ba- uh, outlaw clans. I had to find the right word. Outlaw <laughs> clans and stuff. And you got that risk and reward because there's not a chance you're going to walk out of that. 
Right. Yeah. There is that chance. You're always right. And that's the thing. And, it, uh, and that, cool. see, that always, yeah. See, that plot always plays to me because I love that. You know, oh, this is really dangerous. But you get that shiny. Yeah. <laughs> I I get, I, I'm a magpie when it comes to that kind of situation. I will do the straight up most challenging thing if you tell me this is the best way to get the best gear. Yeah. Best reward. And see, the thing that I like about Red Dead 2 now, it's not pay to win. Like no, GTA man. is. And see, back in the first uh, first uh, days, that's why I called it a reskin, was because it was pay to win. You could unlock it felt the guns. Like yeah. Yeah, if you, yeah, you could go out around and unlock the guns, but see, you had that option, which I know a lot of people took on in early game mode. Where you could buy the guns for gold, for a certain amount of gold. You can buy the guns. You, you can, can still all... do that, but yeah. there's more means to make an actual money in this game. Money. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, And plus, you get rewards as you go along in the rolls, too. So, And apparently, I think they're bringing out a new one, a new rule. And I don't know what it is, but... Hmm. So, but that'll be interesting to see what we... they do. Yeah, yeah, it will. It will be interesting to see because we got the treasure hunter, which is the collector, basically, if you call it. Mm -hmm. We got the bounty hunter. We got the moonshiner. We've got the naturalist. Naturalist. And the trader. And the trader. So I'm thinking maybe some type of law enforcement. And that would be a good one. Um, I think Lloyd was talking about that. He said you could be a marshal or like a sheriff. Or something that, yeah, that would be amazing. You know, you don't, uh, you get your own, uh, not your own little town, but you get a town that you can be a marshal in, and it doesn't. And see what people, a lot of people don't understand. There wasn't just one sheriff to a town usually. Right. There was there was multiple sheriffs. There were well, multiple they did it in shifts. They did it. In yeah, shifts. and multiple marshals to a town. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just one guy. Mm-hmm. Like the, all these old Western movies actually portray. It depends. I guess it depends on the size of the town. Yeah, it and depends the on the outskirts. Size of the town. But Blackwater, uh, you 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 can bet your bottom dollar. Blackwater is full of uh, pennycoats and marshals and sheriffs just to compete a piece of Blackwater. Yes, you can bet your you you can bet your bottom dollar on that one. Mm-hmm. But somewhere like Armadillo. It more instead of just having that one lone ranger, it had probably about three to four ranger uh, rangers sheriffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sheriffs and deputies. Had, you're right. Yeah. So uh, people uh, and I've heard people. The reason I'm bringing this up, people have been griping that if they do bring a law enforcement, there's not going to be enough towns in the game unless they're going to be adding small towns to it. Mm-hmm. That are going to be big enough to hold the maximum number of people in a lobby to be everybody be a marshal and sheriff. There was multiple people. They're, they're playing this like real re- or, or wild west. There was multiple. There were right. multiple sheriffs. There were multiple deputies. Yeah. It didn't wasn't just one guy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so there will be room. I promise y'all. If they do the law enforcement, they will be on. Now, a big request that Rockstar, I know for a fact, Rockstar has, Inbox has been getting flooded with this request, is being able to f- officially start your own bandit cl- uh, clan, your own outlaw. They kind of 
Well, they don't really have that, but that would be a good one. Mm-hmm. That would be a good well, one. I mean, you have the permanent uh, posse mechanic, which yeah. technically isn't that, but it's you know they it's kind of there. I right. guess I don't know, dude. That would be cool though to have a bandit, like your um, own clan kind of thing. Yeah, uh, outlaw the way people want it to be done, and I kind of understand. You know, Red Dead Redemption Two, it is bigger than Red Dead Redemption. It's a lot bigger. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of places that and see as they do in Red Dead Redemption Two already. You can have it in multiple uh, space it out like you do regular camps. They want people. Uh, they want Rockstar to add outlaw camps and not just players come into the outlaw camp to join your outlaw. But you can go out and recruit NCPs. Yeah. And send them out on missions and jobs. That would be and good. Yeah. yeah. For me, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. That was something I said they needed to add to Red Dead Redemption 1 when I was playing it. Yeah. Yeah, was that I, abil- I agree. Was that ability to send them out on jobs and get things and stuff like that? Yeah. Kind of like a passive ability where you send people out on a, me- a mission and they bring back certain things like on a hunting quest or something you know just something like exactly. that yeah but you could do that i mean the game's basically based on that anyway like the single player is i mean it's kind of the same thing yeah yeah it really is so who knows man so th- maybe 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 so i have a thing and okay. I come up with this idea a couple nights ago. Uh, you might like this. You might actually enjoy this. And I mentioned it to oh. you a little bit earlier. Um, so y'all know, everybody out there listening, you know what I'm doing for my Twitch account. If I hit 50 followers, you know, I'm dying my hair, you know, that kind of thing. And if I hit 100 followers, then y'all are picking the color. But it all has to be done uh, before the beginning of the year. Anyway, so you what you so you what you're telling me is I need to make 99 plus fake account. Don't do that. Do not do that. <laughs> and here's why: because I'd rather have everybody have their own account rather than one person over 50 accounts. That would be dumb, in my opinion. But oh come on, I want to see you with rainbow hair. <laughs> nah, that's not happening. But the thing is about the the hundred followers before the beginning of the year, I pick the colors and y'all vote on the color. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the 50, I've already told people this, the 50 followers, I'm dying my hair red, like a real dark red. And so you're selling your soul. Sorry. Pretty much. I mean, I'm doing like, (laughs) I'm doing highlights. It's not going to be like full hair color. It's just going to be highlights, like highlights on the tips and stuff like that. But it's going to be a dark red color. Anyway, moving on. That's part, that's kind of what I'm getting onto, but it's kind of not. So, I had an idea a couple nights ago. What if we did a Fight Club in Red Dead Redemption? Ooh. Okay. Now you have pictures. Mm-hmm. Okay, so listen. Here's my thought. I have this kind of figured out, but then there's some still there's still some things that I want to work out. So, okay. all around Red Dead Redemption, you have pig pens, right? And these pig pens, you can jump inside of, you know, do whatever. But there's not just pig pens. There's other things like, you know, horse stables, um, horse fences. Right. Uh, where they train the horses, where they run the horses and stuff like that. And they're in like yeah. a circle. So my thought was, what if we did a fight club? Okay. We have our own buy-ins. All right. 
everybody brings their posse. So there'll be four members to a posse, right? One of them's a dedicated fighter. One of the members is a dedicated fighter. The leader of the posse is the one who runs the club, right? That particular club. And then right. the other two are basically bouncers for the fighter. Right? right. Good setup. Right. So think about this. Yeah. What if we had a fight club to where all those posses come together one spot, one time every week, one night a week, we'll say. All these different posses come together. And let's say it's like six different posses, okay? 24 different dudes, all right? 24 different dudes. Just imagine yeah. this. 24 different dudes around one pig pen, okay? All watching two dudes fight. Yeah. One dude from different posses. And it's a 1v1. I'm not going to do like a whole all-out brawl kind of thing. It's going to be 1v1. Whoever wins that fight goes on to the next round. And we'll do it tournament bracket style. Right. So, and we'll also do a winner's bracket, loser's bracket. So, it'll be a double elimination tournament. If you win in the winner's bracket, you move on to the next round. If you lose in the winner's bracket, you go to the loser's bracket. If you lose in the loser's bracket, you're, you're, you're out. out. You're basically out. So, but here's the kicker. So, the thing is, is like we figured out a buy-in system. The buy-in okay. system could be a three-star big animal pelt. Okay, so each party member or each posse member brings in a three star big animal pelt, which means it could be a pelt from a bison, a bear, a cougar, a wolf, big animals, animals that you throw on your horse if you want to carry the carcass, minus the bear and the elk and stuff like that. Yeah, so that'll be the buy in for everybody. So essentially, if everybody has, let's say, a cougar pelt. Like, four people have a cougar pelt, right? So, four right. people have a cougar pelt. They pay in. That's thirteen fifty per pelt, okay? That's their buy-in. That buys in their posse, all right? right. So, thirteen fifty per pelt, that's what? $24. That's $54 for one posse to buy in, okay? Now, they buy into me. I'm going to be the one running it. So, they buy into me, all right? The winner, the winning posse gets every pelt. That everybody bought in with. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> so think about that. $54 yeah. was six posses. Okay? You do the math. I'm going to do the math real quick. $54. This is just a rough guess. $54 for one posse. By six posses. That's $324 to the posse. Right. That's kind of money that people would want. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. But see, that's yeah. the thing. It's not going to be $54 per you know, per posse, it's not going to be that because it's very hard to get a cougar pelt like that. But anyway, is it three star pelt, big animal pelt? That's the buy-in. So, gets to how the point where, huh? How much did you say? The, how much did you say the cougar pelt for worth? Thirteen fifty a piece. So thirteen fifty times two is twenty-seven. Is... Twenty-seven times two is fifty-four. Yep. Yeah. So. If you have four cougar pelts, but that's not going to be the case. But if you did, you know, you'd be looking at $54 per posse as a buy-in. Now, right. the thing is, is there's a lot of moving parts to this, okay? There's a problem. There's a couple problems. And the reason I say this is because you're going to have that one douche nozzle that wants to screw everything up for everybody. He's going to pull out a gun, and he's going to shoot the fighters, and then it's just going to be an all-out brawl, right? Right. So what if we got bouncers? Mm. 
So bouncers are going to be watching this area, right? They're just going to be roaming around, looking at people, making sure everybody's got their guns holstered. You know, nobody's going crazy or nothing. But if a bouncer sees something, he'll lasso them, tie them up, run them out of it. At that point, he's out of the fight. He can't come back in there to watch. Even if he's watching, you know what I mean? He can't watch. Now, let's say one of the fighters... One of the fighters, let's say one of the fighters gets mad during a fight, pulls out a gun, starts shooting the other fighter. Then what do you do? You do this. You kill that guy who pulled out the gun. The other fighter automatically wins. The one who pulled out the gun disqualified, and his posse has to leave. And I keep their pelt. Ooh, yeah. So... This could be good. And the reason I say that is because I've been scoping some spots around Red Dead. I've been scoping some spots, bro. I've been looking because there's a couple spots that would be prime for this. You know what I'm saying? Because you could be like, okay, this is where the fight club's happening tonight. I want to see y'all here. You know, send me a message, (laughs) you know, whatever. And I'll invite y'all to the session. We'll meet here. This is where the fight's happening tonight. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. there's a couple spots. I'm going to name a couple of them. In Valentine, there's a pig pen, which works perfectly. Okay? It's pretty big, too. So, there's even pigs in there. So, it would be kind of funny for that. Um, and, two, it's muddy. So, it, just imagine these two guys going at it, right? One gets knocked down. He gets mud all over him. And the other dude jumps on him, starts beating him, gets mud all over him. Just imagine that. Two dudes and right. just wailing on each other. Okay? There's a spot in Valentine, that pig pen. There's a spot in Blackwater. Do you remember in Blackwater, that little alleyway between the two rows of buildings? Probably not. Probably not, no. Do you remember where the land grab is in Blackwater? Yeah, yeah. Right there. That little alleyway, that's a good one. That's a good spot. Now, there's a bridge. If you're going from... Blackwater to Thieves Landing. Not the Thieves Landing bridge. There's a smaller bridge. It's like half the size of the Thieves Landing bridge. You can have posses standing on each end of the bridge and have the fighters right in the middle of the bridge fighting. Okay? Mm -hmm. That one's going to be good, too, because that bridge is about six feet off the ground. Who's to say one dude's not throwing the other dude over the handrail? You know what I mean? <laughs> and then end up jumping over and jumping on top of this dude and just going at it. I would laugh. How about you laugh? I would laugh. I would too. And I think just see and, a guy get grabbed, throw over it. Yeah, like that. that would be great, dude. Think about it. <laughs> and, the, and the other dude just goes swan diving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just dives over after the guy. Just starts hitting him in the face, you know? And, just, okay, and uh, go ahead. Just, just you just see him go uh, throw the guy over, just go running. I'm not finished with you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, dude. That's just it. That one would be a fun one. And then there's also another spot, and I think it's in Strawberry. It's got the round horse fence to where you know that would be yeah. perfect. Everybody just stand on the outside of the fence, and the two fighters are on the inside. Yeah, that'd be good, right? Yeah. I'll even draw the. I'll even get a whiteboard for a tournament bracket. You know what I'm saying? And I'll put it right here in front of me and be like, hey. 
okay, this dude from this posse's up, and this dude from this posse fights him. You two go at it. Wait for my my signal, and y'all can fight, which would be a couple gunshots in there. Right. Dude. You can see that uh, 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 hog, uh, hog leg they usually talk about, that big-ass revolver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, Hannah, uh, yeah, if you're right. watching this, uh, uh, I'm sorry about the holes in the ceiling. I'm sorry about the holes in the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? I actually enjoy that idea. Yeah, that would be a really cool idea. If we can get a big enough community to get behind it, oh, yeah. And see, that's the thing. Is like I talked to Austin about this last night. I mentioned it to him, and he was at work, and he was watching my stream, and he was like... Uh, I think you got a couple people interested because they definitely want in on this. And see, that's the thing, too. I was like, eventually, you know, starting out, I might fight. You know, I might just fight just starting out until we get a community behind it. And then once that community builds up, I want to run it. I don't want to be fighting. I'd rather run it. And then it'd be good. So that's just it. It's like, I don't know, dude. It's just going to be good. And the thing is, is like we have to get bouncers, you know. Eventually, I want to get to the point where we have like ring girls, maybe have a couple girls in the group that kind of walk around the ring, you know, saying like round one, whatever, you know, that kind of (laughs) something, you know, something along those lines. And then get a couple of uh, get a referee. I definitely want to get a referee at some point. Right. Because, you know, who's to say, you know, like I said, that dude pulls out the gun, you know, that kind of thing. If he pulls out the gun, the ref sees it, he can tackle him over. Be like, no, 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 you ain't doing that. You know what I'm saying? And he won't get disqualified unless he takes the shot. But if he gets warned like twice, and that third time he does it, he'll be DQ'd. So, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of moving parts. There's some rules that I need to apply and try to make it work. But... Let people know, and everybody listening, let people know, I want to see this happen. Think about that. You know, you get all your friends together, and y'all all get in this posse. For what? All you're doing is helping each other do missions, hunt, whatever. Something for the moonshine run, whatever. That's all you're doing. But just imagine using that posse for a fight club. Think about that. Yeah. That would be awesome. Something the game's not even intended for. Right. It. it would be good. Yes, it would. It would be very good. And then you could do I'm... poker tournaments. Just now, the... see, that's the one I would be hosting. <laughs> the poker tournaments would be good, you know, depending on how many people you have show up. You know, whoever's the winner of a certain table, they go to the finals. And then another table plays, they go to the, the winner goes to the finals for that. And, you know, right. all that. It just depends. And see, that's the thing. It's like running those, you got to have somebody in there that can be trustworthy and can kind of sit on the game and throw the game away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of not even play, just fold every hand, you know, and let it, let the other people duke it out kind of thing. You got to have a trustworthy person for that. So, yeah. Wow. But that's my thought for that. And we went off on a long tangent there. Let's bring it back in a little bit. So right. let's go back to the let's go to the Netflix announces a live action Assassin's Creed series. Now, Lucky, I know you're a huge Assassin's Creed fan. How do you feel about yes. that? Yes. 
Uh, I know, no, no. Like, don't get me wrong, the Assassin's Creed movie, it was good. It wasn't good. It was bad, let's be honest. It was terrible. It was, it was, it was terrible. And don't get me wrong, Netflix did amazing with the Witcher series. It did amazing. Yeah. But I just don't think you can put into live action the fluidicness without somebody actually getting hurt. The fluidicness of the fight scenes, the combat scenes, the parkour. You could. Well, the parkour you, you the par, uh, yeah, the parkour you could do without a doubt. There's yeah. really talented people out there for parkour. But the combat, they did well in The Witcher, but, but The Witcher's kind of, and people forgive me for saying this, kind of clunky in its fighting style. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's it's real life. You can't expect it to be just like the game. Yeah. It, it, no, 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 no. Even in the game, it's clunky. It, yeah. Clunky fight, fighting style. So it matches it perfectly. The Assassin's Creed games, I just, I just don't see them going to live action. I don't see it possible. Why is that? Just because of the combat system and everything? It's not just because of combat system. It's a game that is basically, even though a lot of it's made up, it's based on actual things like actual places actual yeah actual events actual events it's also and a big part of it is the combat it's actually placed on real combat styles and stuff that you just don't see from anybody true but and but the politics and stuff that are also in Assassin's creed have to come into effect you've got to you can't just have one season of oh this is all the assassins Ain't no Templars in one season of all the Templars with no assassins. Well, okay, so here's the thing. It's like, it's going to be a series, so, you know, it's got to have different seasons. And I feel like each season would be a different time period. You know what I mean? That could work. Like, season one be the very first Assassin's Creed. Season two, the second Assassin's Creed. Season three, Brotherhood. Season four... Revelations, Season 5, Assassin's Creed 3. You know what I'm saying? And keep going on through the series. But right. you would have to find a way to tie them together at like the ending, the end of the se- the seasons. You'd have to find a way for them to tie together. That would be difficult. Right. And yeah. so let me just read what I got here. It says Netflix has announced that it is partnering with the developer, Ubisoft, to create a TV series based on Assassin's Creed. That could be a good thing because Ubisoft yeah. is not going to let them deter their own way. Ubisoft's going to keep them right on track and be like, "Hey, you can't do that. That's not how the game went." You know, yeah. you have to kind of be close. Like you have to at least make it relatable to where people see, right. "Hey, and I remember doing it, that in the game." Yeah, it could also be completely like The Witcher where it this is its own story. Right. Like it, it follows, it keep follows one assassin, but see the problem is, I, I because of how many characters and you gotta admit there are so many different characters in each Assassin Creed that help out the assassin. I'm scared it'll have that Game of Thrones problem that it ran into into the later seasons where they had too many characters. Well, see that's just it. It's like there's a lot of characters in these Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. So you kind of have to have a lot of characters, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the only thing I hope, really, is if they're going to do this, 
please allow Ubisoft to direct you Netflix on the Assassins and the Templars, because if you do not do them portrayal or their portrayal right, it's going to throw it all out of whack. It might, and you might lose a fan base at that point. And yes, because I mean that's the thing too. You're gonna to have different assassins too. Like I said, like for yeah. the series thing or the seasons thing, you're gonna have you're gonna to have to have different assassins. You have to. Like it's only right. Yeah. I yeah, mean, you can't have, have, have the same dude playing Ezio and then play Connor and then play Edward. You can't have that. You can't yeah. do it. Because it's just not how the timeline went. You can't do that. Like, it would just be terrible. Right. And see, but, I, I can see how Netflix would try to get away with that. And it's like, oh, the Animus Project. And that's where I hope Ubisoft comes in and puts a foot down like, no, 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 no. Yeah, Because just because Desmond went into Altair, then Ezio. Altair, mean that's Altair. the other one I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean Altair looked, uh, Desmond looked exactly like Altair, and then suddenly he puts on Ezio's clothes, and he still looks like Desmond, but he's Ezio. No, that ain't right. how that works. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um, but, too, that would be really good. I, I think they need to find different people for different assassins, because they can't have one dude being the assassin every time. They can't do it. And no. then, also... It says right here, it says, in a press release, Netflix described the project as a current... Wait, I'm sorry. I skipped a line here. Described the project as an epic genre-building live-action adaptation, adding that a search is currently underway for a showrunner. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. And then it says, too, it says, Netflix's vice president, original series, Peter Friedlander? I don't know who that is. I mean, it's the vice president. But anyway, he also said, he said, we're excited to partner with Ubisoft and bring to life the rich, multi-layered storytelling that Assassin's Creed is beloved for. So it sounds like this guy has a grasp. You know what I mean? And he's like, okay, we're going to let Ubisoft lead this, but we're going to make the series. It's kind of like he's saying that, you know? Yeah. So uh, another thing is, you cannot have the same. It's about like assassins. You can't have the same Templars every time. No, no, can't do that. The actors have to be different every season. Have season. to season. If they're going to do this, where it's like one the first season, let's say it's Connor. The mm-hmm. second season, it's Altair. You cannot have the same character, same cast as you did. From the first season to the second season. Well, you could... Okay, see, here's the thing. You could have the same cast, but don't make the same person be two assassins. You know what I mean? So, like, if you have one dude playing the assassin in one uh, season, have him play, like, a guard or something, or some kind of Templar in the next season. You know what I mean? You can do that. You can do that. Do that. But don't do one person play two assassins. Unless you're doing Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood as your thing. And Revelations. Or Revelations. And Revelations. Because Because all three of them are the same assassin. Yeah. That's fine. SEO was was just that popular. Yeah. So, but every every other one, 
can't do it, cannot do it, because it'll ruin the whole series. It will. It will. So that's my take on that. Yeah. So also, we, another thing, and this is out to you, Netflix. So listen well, and Ubisoft, you too. Do not forget to add what the assassins and Templars were really fighting for: the pieces of Eden. Yes. Do not forget to add them. And the apple and everything. You cannot yeah. throw that out. Do do not throw out the pieces of Eden. Because if you do, that's when you're really going to. Because that has been a staple of the Assassin's Creed series for as long as I can remember. Yeah. It's always From been very, the apple of Eden. Or the Eden uh, pieces. Yeah, or the Eden pieces. Yeah. So... Ubisoft, yep. this is on you. If Netflix throws that out, this is on you, Ubisoft, because you know what your fan base wants. Yeah, absolutely. All right. With that being said, we're going to end the podcast, bro. Lucky, I appreciate you coming on and filling in for Lloyd, my guy. You're a freaking uh, legend for doing this, man. Guys, uh, everybody listening, I appreciate all the support I'm getting, but we still need more. Do you guys want me to dye my hair? Got to make it happen. Follow us at twitch.tv forward slash the grit show. Also, follow us on Twitter at grit show. G and S is capitalized, no spaces. Also, I started a PlayStation community. Make sure to go follow us over there. It's the grit show, all spaced. Okay. The, the, the is capitalized. G R I T is capitalized. And the S and show is capitalized. Okay. Guys, go follow us. Anywhere that where I just said, Lucky, once again, thanks for coming on, dude. Guys, I will see y'all in the next one. I hope Lloyd is okay. Maybe we'll see him in the next episode. Uh, Until then, I'm Daniel Sun. I've been joined by my co-host, Lucky Devil King. We'll catch you later. Bye-bye.